Hear ye, hear ye. Gather around my audience of high voltage with double A. I am your host, double A. Boys and girls, come over here. I have a story to tell you today. For the first time on this podcast, I'm not sure if it's a thing on other podcasts, but I will tell you a story today. This has nothing to do with me giving you advice or perspective. It is simply storytelling. One reason why I'm giving you this is because it is partially true. But more importantly, the fact that when you think about storytelling, you don't typically think about short stories. This is an incredibly short story. Like I just, you know, just came up with this. But at the same time, stories don't have to be like a novel. Doesn't have to be 200 pages. Doesn't have to be a paperback. Let's not forget, short stories are a thing. A story of five pages, right? This one's not even one. I mean, let's not even forget poetry, you know? Because I remember taking an English class sometime during the pandemic that, it, it like, short stories are, are awesome, you know? Like, even could could be from some of your favorite authors. Fortunately, I can't come up with one in mind right now. But if you look up short stories if you if, and you want to get back into reading, a great way to do that and be efficient with your time is short stories. Mainly because a short story, obviously, the author going into it knows it's short, so they have to capitalize with every single word. They know that the story has to be very efficient, and they don't have that much space to deal with it. Like a short story that's 10 pages obviously cannot spill into 100. You know, there's a certain limitation when it comes to short stories. So they know... That bef- before it hit, have to hit a certain like target, like whatever a certain amount of pages, that if they want to come across with a certain message, or they're trying to come across with a plot, or they're trying to come across with with their story, they have to do it in the most efficient way, and therefore every single word matters. That they have to pick out the best word. They had to figure out, okay, how am I going to tell the story in the way in which a short story, a short story is usually told. And then it's not easy to do. You have the same quality story, but it's so much shorter. And in a way, it's so much better. So with this story, even though I'm no author, and even though we do have hundreds, if not thousands of stories to tell, because literally a story could be anything, you know? And that's the beauty of art and the beauty of narration and just creativity and the power that people can hold. The fact that we all can have something to tell each other so i guess that's my main point with this episode today but also of course you know introducing a new facet a new aspect a little bit unique and different way about going of a podcast episode so with that being said shall we begin i think we shall a young man in the world just wants to be loved by someone which is very disheartening to hear it, like if I'm the reader, so like I might I might bounce I might bounce in between being a reader and an author, right? So when I hear that sentence, a young man in the world just wants to be loved by someone. I feel disheartened. I feel really sad for this person, whoever it might be, and kind of envision this, whether in your life or someone that you know, or maybe you've seen it in pop culture somewhere, maybe in music, not just movies or TV shows. Envision it. Try and imagine it, right? This is the beauty of storytelling. Not just reading, but now you're listening. And for me, I'm speaking it. But also, I'm hearing my words. So, like, I'm imagining with you 
that you see this young man. It could be any age you want. The man could have any look that you want. Could be wearing whatever they want. It could be outside. They could be inside. It doesn't matter. It's in the world. It's up to you. What is he trying to do? He's trying to find love. Kind of makes sense. I mean, we're all looking for love at some point. So let's go. Let's continue on. That is only the first sentence. I'm already getting distracted. He has he has loved someone before, but they did not love him back. Ah, oh, that hurts. That really hurts. He knows he can go on life without a spouse. Or sex in life. But it is so hard when it is such a constant reminder in his life. By seeing his friends, strangers, and pop culture have someone in their lives. I, I, I feel bad. I also, like just reading this, I, I feel bad. At one point, I, I mean anyone actually. You feel, not necessarily jealous, but you feel... I find yourself a little bit lonely. Like, I mean, he's feeling lonely. This character, this person's feeling lonely right now. A little bit desperate. Like, it's it's surrounding him. Can't get away from it. No matter how hard he tries. Even if he escapes. Even if, you know, he goes away to a different country. Love is everywhere. But it's not with him. And that's definitely hard to, hard to think about. He knows that he is a better person than most guys. He could be someone's sidekick. He can help reach their full potential. But he does not know how to play the game. So I'll, I'll give you a little bit of insight from the author's perspective now. So what I mean from someone's sidekick, think about in a relationship, right? You have two people in a relationship. One of them is the superhero. One of them is the sidekick. Let's say the girl's the superhero and the guy's the sidekick. Like he's saying, like he could be someone's sidekick. He could be there to help them. To reach their full potential. He could give her give her advice. He could be there for her. Emotionally, physically, mentally, whatever. He can be there for her. At the same time, she can also be the sidekick. Right? Like, when it comes to a relationship, you both help each other out. You both are there for each other. That's the heart of a relationship. That you're both reliable. You're both trustworthy. Loyal. But also, actually speak loud in words. Like, if someone is calling for you. Someone needs you. You got to be there. I know circumstances in life comes up and you, unfortunately you can't be there. But at least somehow, some way, you make it work. And that's what, I'm, that's what I mean when I say the word sidekick. That you're there for your spouse. Now, the game. The game essentially, a term which I've heard, is just like how you go about dating, right? Like how you approach someone, you know, like how you flirt and... How you escalate, you know, whatever. Like, that's essentially what this game is. I don't know why it has to be as complicated as it is, honestly. But it is what it is, you know? So, that's... I, I, quoted, I quoted that too, the game. And, and for this character, he does not know how to play it. I'm not even sure he knows how to enter it. So, a little bit of insight there. But what's really the bigger sentence is that he is better than most guys. It's definitely a sad story if you think about it. Maybe it gets better. Who knows? Okay, I do, but we'll, but you'll see. It is a battle within him. You are alone, but also free from all the problems that relationships cause. I don't know why I put you. <laughs> that's, that's a bad job by me, the author. He is alone, but also free. So this is crucial. He doesn't know exactly what he wants here. He wants to be in a relationship, but at the same time, he knows and values his his freedom of not being 
in a relationship, kind of like the movie Stella. If you ever seen the Greek version, 1955, there's been plenty of versions of Stella. I'm giving you the specific country and the specific year, 1955 Stella. She did not want to get married. The, the boyfriend that she had throughout like the first portion of the movie wanted to marry her and she's and essentially she's just like i don't want to get married you know that's not just my character that's not my person she meets the love of her life the second boyfriend also expressed that he's going to get married uh, that he wants to get married to her and essentially forces her to choose either you're going to marry me or you're not going to ever see me again and the fact that she knew it was the love of her life she reluctantly said yes but really she didn't want to get married and on her wedding day she ultimately back out because she she just I'm not, I'm not sure if she saw anything with marriages whether it's friends or her parents but she did not want to get married and she valued her feeling to that point to the point where you know she was even willing to die for it and the guy got so mad for being stood up at the altar that eventually they saw each other one more time and he and he kills her but she was just so resilient in knowing who she was and knowing what she wanted she wanted her freedom she not, she did not want to get married let alone be forced into it and let it ruin her life. So that's essentially what I'm talking about here, that he values his freedom. And also not even just being married and not being married, but also just like a lot of problems can come into having a relationship. Like like he said, she said, you know, like a little bit of allegations, like sexual misconduct, you know, like also nasty things can be said to each other. Maybe it makes you a worse person. Maybe there's abuse in the relationship. Like, a lot of things happen when you have the, not right, but, you know, like, the, a certain amount and specific variables at play that can unfortunately ruin a relationship and maybe deteriorate one's life. So he knows that's a possibility. At the same time, he wants to be in, in a relationship, willing to take the risk, but is so open-minded that he's okay, not great, but he's okay with not being in a relationship. So he's in a little bit of a battle. Do I want to be in one or do I not want to be in one? Do I want to have these problems or do I want to rip myself of not having these problems? So let's continue forth here. However, he does not want to be alone and wants to experience what a relationship is like. So again, that goes back into the battle a little bit. He knows that there's a risk in being in a relationship but at the same time, he's never been in one. He wants to see what it is, experience it. You know, get out of your comfort zone. Get out of your shoes. Try something different. Be in a, like, be in a different situation. Because that's essentially what life is. You don't want to just be this person and be stag stagnated, fixated on just being the same for many, many years. You want to try different things. And he knows that he could be a different person. For better or worse, but he, you gotta see that when you try, you gotta try. So that's where the battle really comes in. Like that's something I didn't say before. Like I didn't say like whether he's been in a relationship or not. Now it clearly says he hasn't been in one because it, it does. He doesn't want to be alone, and he wants to experience it. He does, he wouldn't need to experience it if he hasn't had one yet. So just keep all that in mind. And it's almost like me explaining it as narrator, even though I'm trying to read it, I'm not trying to confuse anybody of course but now going back into the story and again it's a very short story i'm making it a little bit longer just for keepsake sometimes he tries and sometimes he doesn't right now he doesn't know what to do and that's disappointing 
like this is the battle sometimes he tries this game tries to be in a relationship but then sometimes he doesn't and it's almost like at a breaking point in this story what does he want to do does he know where he is in his life right now does he even know himself when it comes to his romantic self what does he want he doesn't know and that's just so painful to not know what you want especially when you have options and so like you got you got to choose you can't just say like i could go with this i could go with that at some point you got to go with one or the other and sure you can change oh, i'm going to try tonight i'm not going to try it tomorrow but with me either you're two feet in the door or two feet out gotta choose so i feel bad i really do feel bad this with this character and i don't even know him personally it's just a character but stories make us feel connected as if we are them feel connected as if we know them feel connected as if this is real life in which again partially this is true so you know like take that as you may but still this is the power of stories here this is the power of storytelling he wonders what he could have done to have gotten to this point of never having even the chance of romance in his life. And he believes maybe this is an indictment on his character. That's big. Because now we're starting to get into his mindset a little bit. What is he thinking? Why is he thinking like, is it because of him? Like he's the root of being alone? Being a little bit desperate. Maybe this is like he's thinking to himself. Do people really see me as a bad guy? What do I ever do to them? You know? And the fact that. I mean at least for me. For this character I didn't really think so deeply enough. Whether or not he's religious. But everything is for a reason. Right? So if he is religious. Then he might be telling himself. God why is this happening to me? I, I, I know I'm young. And I still have many more years hopefully but i mean do i deserve this you know like do, like i'm not sure if if i can't find someone now or maybe i don't know the next year or the next two am i ever really going to find someone you know so like he's really sound like he's really desperate it seems like and the fact that he even though he seems like he's a great guy nothing wrong with him. i mean we don't know that much about this character but he's, it's it's he's essentially telling himself like anything that's happened to me must be my fault it must be because i must be a bad guy it must be because i must have done you must have done something i i can't think of anything else of why i can't find love i i just want to be loved i want there i want someone to be there for me and the fact that i i don't have that the fact that it seems like i can't have that it must be because something must be wrong with me maybe he's naive innocent to the fact that he's not thinking about one thing that unfortunately other people think about when they are attracted to someone and that's looks i don't know what you're imagining and from right now i'm too busy thinking about and reading the story to you i don't have like an image in my mind of what our character's face or the hair or like the appearance looks like but looks are a factor to some people and so therefore he might not think about it or maybe he is i don't know it hasn't been stated but looks is a possibility of something he didn't think about and me as the author the fact that i haven't mentioned that but yeah i mentioned you know he's a good person that that you know personality looks 
are something that I think is overrated in society. That your eyes could easily be deceived. Do not judge a book by its cover. And so in this example, maybe he's not the prettiest person. But I'd rather take an ugly but yet beautiful soul than someone who's handsome, pretty on the outside, but they're ugly on the inside. That's also something else that needs to be brought up in this discussion. An indictment on his own character. Now he's thinking negatively about himself. Now this is a little bit more so like getting a little bit of context with the people around him. People have told him that it would come to him, but he fears loneliness of his whole life and especially having a mother who wants a grandkid so now we have a little bit of idea of a few things here number one the people around him people are trying to give him confidence you know like like oh like you know don't go towards it you're gonna find it like let it let this love let this soulmate of yours come to you and his mother i don't, I don't know like if what nationality or whatever but, I mean, it's natural for mothers to say, like, I want you to get married. I want you to have kids. They want to be a grandmother. They want to see their kid be loved by someone because at some point, they got to leave the birth nest. And if you leave the birth nest, that means, you know, got to have your own family, right? And that means that, I mean, I, I know that with a mother, they're always going to be their, the, the son or the daughter is going to always be their baby. But, you know, they got to grow up and, and love someone else. So... The fact that I mentioned this in the story must mean the the mother has a little bit of a role in this story, and the friends too. Everybody is playing their part a little bit, and the and the second part is that he fears loneliness. So again, going a little bit more in his mindset that he fears it. He doesn't want to be this guy on a farm in a rocking chair, not ever having been with someone, let alone being being married, just just being with someone, not ever having been loved by someone entire life i don't know how long the character is going to live i mean obviously it's just it's it's going to end abruptly and you know but still you you get a sense of the tone here the tone in which i'm putting down really sad and, and hopelessness so keep keep that in mind definitely think about all those elements that you learned in in your english classes because they're coming to play or actually they've been in play and now i'm just recognizing and telling you keep all that in mind Life is not meant to be easy. And it does, in fact, take two to tango. But he knows that his actions and his personality warrants good karma sooner than later. So this kind of goes back into the indictment on his character a little bit. Like, he's thinking that if I'm a good person, but yet I don't have anybody, then am I really a good person? So in this way, and with this sense, he's thinking, I am, if I am a good person, I really do believe that I am then I should see some result that rewards me for being a good person, rewards me for helping others, in which, you know, it doesn't necessarily say say that specifically, but it says his actions. Like, it seems like they were dealing with someone that does not have a bad bone in their body, they're not evil, that they're not thinking this because they're, like, you know, disillusioned or, or, or whatever, but they are thinking to themselves, almost like, I can't catch a break. Like I'm uh, like because I don't have a result, a result that I, I kind of expect to have that anybody would expect to have. Then I'm thinking negatively about myself because like usually how it works is that if you do good, good comes to you, and that hasn't happened. And again, I mean, life is not 
meant to be easy. I, I mentioned that because he, he knows that. Like, he's fully aware. He's open-minded and understands that, you know, life is sometimes not only meant to be hard, but also it's not meant for understanding, I guess, either. And the fact that it takes two to tango, you can't force it, right? You you do have to, in some way, depend on someone else as much as hard as, as that is. Not really the place where you want to be. Again, a little bit, you know, feeling vulnerable here. Very much in a place where, like, you're just, just very much anxious, very much, like, begging. And it's not great. It's not great. Hopefully it gets better, though. Let's see. It's not fair for a person. A great... It, let me do that again. It's not fair for a great person to go through the struggle... However, he's not the only one in which then I pose the question here, why is this a problem? I told you it is partially true now. I wonder why this is a problem in society. Because even though I'm not like close to them, I do know I do know good people and they have never been with someone. Now, it's a ma- I don't know them so well to the point where they've never really pursued it. Do they in fact want it? Do they really care about love? You know, because some people just go about their business. You know, and if they get in a relationship, great. If they don't, great. You know, like, they don't care either which way. But at the same time, there must be someone... There's tons of people in this world. And tons of people, even just in this country. And even you want to narrow that, fine, the state of Pennsylvania. Then at least you can make the argument. There's got to be a few people, if not many people. Which, of course, is vague to say, like, how many is exactly many but there's got to be people where, like, they want love. They've never had love. And they're a good person. So, like, I mean, what's what's holding them back? Or, like, wh- why are, why have, haven't they found love, you know? So, it's not really a problem really discussed. And I don't like, in fact, like, there's TV shows such as The Bachelor, even though I, I do find it hilarious, Bachelorette, and even, like, Love Island and Too Hot to Handle, you know? Like, there's, there's like, dating shows that kind of like mock this concept because obviously the point is with those shows is that you gotta find someone and it also has really good looking people unfortunately in society not everyone's a a model not everyone looks like that 10 out of 10 i mean obviously when it comes to tv shows they pick out who is going to be on the show so even though it isn't fair for a person of this coward to go through the struggle at least our character here i'm telling you for a fact is not the only person to go through this. Now, in terms of the story here, that can only make him feel better a little bit, or it could just make him feel indifferent. Because when it comes down to it, you gotta care about yourself, right? You don't really give a damn much about others. I mean, you, this other person, this hypothetical person, and your and yourself, in which case is our character here, is into two independent things, two independent people. So, like. What it like? Why do I care if someone else is in my position? Because I, I don't know their world. They're not in my world, and I'm not in theirs. So that might not, it can't hurt to bring up this fact. But the fact that it seems like it's very much desperate and hopelessness that it doesn't make it better. It also doesn't make it worse to bring that that point up. Because I I know that when it, you do feel alone, you feel you are the only one. But that's a selfish and and close my way to look at it. You can there are, there can be people that can relate to you, and possibly you can you know be there for each other as you are trying to pursue the thing which you want. In which case, here is love. 
trying to help each other to reach that goal. Maybe it's being, you know, a sidekick, like a wingman, for example, you know, like can get a positive out of it, right? Just saying that is part of the, the, the equation. It can definitely factor in. And lastly, again, kind of going back to what I said, his friends a little bit and people in general, everyone says it takes time, that there are plenty of fish in the sea, by, but why must it be difficult? Like, just because it takes time or just because there are many people in the world doesn't mean it has to be hard. It can still be easy. And, I, and that's why I prefaced it a little bit earlier that life is not meant to be easy. But in this way, the fact that it seems like everyone on this earth, you know, is meant for someone else. That part of growing up and part of like our, almost our norm, almost like why we're here on this earth to like reproduce is to be with someone else. Like, I mean, in the Bible, you did have Adam meeting Eve, you know? Like, it seems like everybody is paired up with someone else. And if you're not paired up with someone, then you feel like it's it's got to be so difficult. Why why is it so difficult when when you tell me it's meant to be that one person meets another person? And clearly, if, if I'm still alone, and again, thinking a little bit selfishly here, if you're telling me everyone has a soulmate, then why why don't I have one? Why doesn't someone else have one? Like why why does it has to be so complicated when at the end of the day you're telling me we all are supposed to have a soulmate? Are we are we really supposed to? Now you're questioning, like you're 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 being skeptical here. You're you're being critical. Like if you see that what's happening to you is not the same as happening to everyone else, then you start being like you question the norms here. Are you the exception? Or are they the exception, for better or for worse? And, and plus, I, I talked a little bit about taking time. If you're talking about the, the case of this character, and again, it seems like he's getting fed up. Seems like, you know, he's he's growing desperate and very much vulnerable and, and a lot of hopelessness. He's like almost in, almost in a depression state. Seems like he's getting impatient, too. And it's not to say, like, if someone's young... You have like this ticking tie bomb before you meet someone, right? Because that's not always how it how it works. Like you can't just say like, oh, if I don't meet someone by I don't know twenty six or twenty seven, then I'm not going to meet anyone any- anymore. Like I'm not even going to try. I'm not even going to entice the idea. Like you can't be that close minded. But at the same time, like it is fair, especially from an area from the like the East Coast where we are pretty Im- impatient people. And if we want something, we want something as soon as possible. And I mean, for me, for example, it doesn't necessarily have to be right now, but at, at the same time, like if I really want something, you know, like hopefully I can get it some at a reasonable time. And so without character, it seems like it's not like just spontaneous, like all of a sudden, oh, he wants love. He's been meaning to have love for a long time. It seems like he's been trying. Sometimes he doesn't try, but it seems like for a while, it seems like he does want it, but yet hasn't gotten it. And now he's almost reaching, reaching this breaking point. And I don't know what, what necessarily what that means. It's up for you to decide. I mean, it's the part of storytelling is how do you interpret something? That's big. But there's a lot of themes at play here. A lot of things at play. I already mentioned a few, and I'm not going to repeat myself again. So I do really hope that this does help you if you are in a, in a similar position. Not only because you could talk to me about it, especially if... You know, like it's if you know me and 
and you know that I can give you a little bit of perspective or just the fact that I could be there for you, or if you're shy, or let's say you don't really know me, then at least I hope you can relate to the story. It's a very short story. It's mostly narration, I just realized, but still, there's a lot to say about this subject, and there's a lot to say even just about storytelling in general and just the art of short stories and the fact that we should not forget about them. We should appreciate them, especially for those that don't have a lot of time. Short stories, if you want to read, can save you a lot of time and can still give you great quality. And even just, I don't want to get myself too distracted, it's not just about storytelling, it's still about the story, that you could be there for a friend of yours. Or maybe you can realize this is a problem that, that maybe you're having that you didn't realize, or a friend that you didn't realize. Like, this is a problem. Maybe not a big one, and maybe a problem that, you know, is not not at the top of the pecking order, but still, I do really feel like love is a huge thing. I mean, you see in pop culture all the time, and it's not fair, because life is not fair, that everyone gets to experience that, or that everyone is feeling that, or has felt that, because at some point, we all should experience that at least once in our lives. We only live once. And I know it's unfortunate if you die young, but if you do live at least to a certain point, then I feel like it's only fair to experience the one thing that is relatable, is very much similar to anybody, no matter where you are in the world, is love. Love from a parent, love from this, or love from someone else, or you love someone. Maybe it's just the concept of love. Like, I love painting, or I love this sport, or I love running, you know? Like, love is something to relate to, no matter the language, no matter the nationality, no matter the race or the gender. If we all have experienced it, that is what to take away from this episode today, as well as plenty of other things. But the big thing here, because I don't typically talk about talk about it that much is is essentially you know love or in this case unfortunately with the story is lack thereof but at the same time when you don't have a lot of something you get to realize how important something else something is so if you want me to do more of these short stories or if you want to come on and read you yours let me know i i am more than happy to give you this microphone share it with me and just to hear what you have to say because we all have a story to tell it's not just our story. We all, we could speak someone else's story. Or we can even speak a fictional story. There's plenty of different worlds out there. Not just this real one. It's all up to you and your creative, beautiful mind. So with that being said, I'm out. Thank you all very much. I hope that you enjoyed the story. I know, again, it's not the most happy. But when it comes down to it, when it comes to life, it's not meant to be. Not everything's all roses and rainbows. Appreciate you. Love you. Enjoy yourself, and I do hope that one day, whenever that may be, that you found the love of your life. Because let me tell you something, it is such a great feeling. Um, I pray for you and those who have not experienced that yet. Thank you very much. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at High Voltage with Double A.